from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Podcast episode 272, After Action Report, Volume 3. I'm your host, Ryan, and welcome back, everyone. Believe it or not, yeah, I get it. I was away for like a good few months, put out an episode, and then a few days later, I'm putting out another episode. I get it. You guys are like, what is going on with Ryan? Has he lost his mind? But I feel like I owe it to you guys. Like, again, I didn't put out episodes for a few months. Now I got, I, I just want to crank them out before the end of the year, give you guys as much material as possible. Plus, this one was a timely thing. We needed to get this one out there because we've, we've had Josh on before. Josh, Josh is joining us. I'll introduce you in a second there, Josh, but you guys have been awesomely supportive of this Kickstarter, the after action report. I've talked about, I talked about the first time when we did volume one. Didn't know much about it at the time. I let Josh and Roger talk about it and bring it up to speed as far as here's what it is, here's what you know, here's what you can expect and everything else. We saw some preview art and everything, you know, preview pages and everything. And then I got it in my hands and I was like, oh my god, this thing is like so much better than I thought it was. Uh, and we didn't give it enough credit. So then when Volume Two came out or Volume Two uh, started the Kickstarter, I was like, okay. We really need to hype this up because this is way better than what I even imagined. Um, volume two, we're going to talk about that one a little bit in this episode because that Kickstarter is done. They did an amazing job. Don't worry, you can still get in on all that fun stuff. We'll get into all that. Uh, but then we're also going to talk about volume three, that the Kickstarter is live right now. So if you've only listened to the first five minutes of this episode and you just want to know what it's about, you can stop right now, go to Kickstarter. Look up After Action Report. Volume 3 is there. Back it. And you don't have to listen to me anymore if you don't want to. But you're going to probably want to. But first, pause the episode. Go back it. Then come back and listen to what it's all about. If you need a little bit more convincing, we're here to do that as well. So, 
<laughs> All of that being said, in lightning fashion, um, I want to introduce our guests. So first, uh, we are bringing back uh, Josh, uh, who is involved was involved with Volumes 1 and Volume 2. Josh, welcome back. Thank you very much. Yeah, pleasure to be back. Pleasure yep. to keep writing G.I. Joe books. Absolutely. Isn't that like... So before we get into our other guests, it, that has to be like very surreal for you to all of a sudden be like, this is a thing you've been such a fan of, and now you're actually a part of it in a lot of respects by making these books. How does that feel? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, as a collector since 1982 of comics, and, you know, I'm not really a toy collector. I mean, I've had toys here and there. But, you know, comics has always been my thing. And, you know, to be able to kind of share it in the, in the way that, you know, what is, and I've ended up with the, the two volumes and now the third volume is learning like so much new stuff. And of course it just sticks in my brain because it's G.I. Joe and it's comics. Like, you know, sometimes you forget things, but not me for the G.I. Joe. Uh, <laughs> so it just ends up being like, okay, people are, and now I've, you know, people started asking me questions on Facebook Messenger about this and that. And, you know, of course, I'm like, well, let me open my own book. And yeah. <laughs> and remember. And uh, so I, I was just at uh, Assembly Required this last weekend with uh, with uh, Skinny. And we were there and I had this crazy moment where I was looking at an after action report book. And on the cover, it said free poster. And I was like. Did I include that in the first volume? So I went and got the first volume, looked at it, looked at the issue. And I was like, oh, I did. <laughs> I, 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 I have a little, we had a little symbol for posters and, and I put free poster. And I was like, oh my God, I had this whole moment of like, I didn't even remember that I did that. But so I, as I said, like, you know, I'm, I'm remembering all this stuff and then I forget stuff that's actually, I put in the book and it's like this weird dichotomy. Yeah. But so, uh, basically where we're at right now, Volume three is titled Larry Hama's IDW Real American Hero 2010 to 2022 this month. There are next in like three weeks. I think the number 300, 300 comes out. Yeah. Yep. And there was no way I was going to fit all that on the title of this episode. So that we no, just yeah. went with after action report volume three, but, <laughs> but that's awesome. We can get it on the spine of the book and on the cover, <laughs> but other than that, we can't get it anywhere else. Either. Right. Right. Uh, uh, but uh, so yeah, so it's been it's been really great, and you know, as I said, I'm learning a lot, uh, and you know, you know, people ask me questions, and then I'm like, oh my god, it's in the book already, and then I forget what I put in the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's been really great, and of course now with volume three, it's it, you know it's uh, like we all know the Marvel stories so well. I mean, we grew up with them, and yeah. you know, we had forty years of, and even the Devil's Due is now twenty years old. But Hammis, the IDW stuff is uh, the first is the first one is now twelve years old. Oh well, my so, god, that was that long ago, huh? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> so, it, like, like you know, his run with IDW is almost as long as his run was with Marvel. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it, you know, it's a lot of books, it's a lot of covers, it's a lot of issues, um, and it's it's going to be really cool because it's mostly all there. He is so much. Yeah. So many covers and all these things that are in volume three. Yeah, and they that, did do a lot. Obviously, they uh, with it being a modern age thing, there was a lot of covers that were done for for the IDW stuff. So um, before we continue uh, going on, I, I don't want to keep our other guests uh, hanging there because uh, we definitely want to hear 
his involvement and everything as well. So initially when you did volume one and two, you, you were working with Roger, who we had on the, the episodes. Um, I, I know he's still been kind of like a resource and, and things like that for you, but I know he also had some health issues, unfortunately. So, um, he's doing okay from everything I've seen with his updates and stuff like that. He's still, he's still kind of working through some stuff, but, uh, but he's doing all right. Um, but you needed some more people to work with and, and you wanted to make this, these next volumes bigger and better and, and all that type of stuff. And, uh, you brought a lot, you know, you, you basically recruited, uh, or enlisted or however you want to phrase it. Um, uh, someone that has a, a huge background and love for GI Joe, just like all of us do. Uh, and that's, uh, he goes by skinny. So skinny, welcome to the show and uh, glad to have you on. Hey, thanks, Ryan. Um, so, uh, I want to delve a little bit into you because like I said, the audience has had a chance to meet Josh in the past and everything else. And, uh, Josh can save up his energy when he gets hyped up talking about the book and all that stuff. But, uh, can you give our listeners like a background of like what's your, what's your Joe background? Like what's your Joe story? Where did it start for you? Where is your passion? Where is your love for it? Um, just give us a, give us who you are. It started with Eagle Force and a little green army men. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. And it evolved into GI Joe in 1982. So I've been there since the beginning of nice. the a real American hero era. So you started with I assume now did you start with the the toys with the straight arms and all that fun stuff? Yes. Okay. Okay. And then did you jump in cuz I know for myself uh I'm probably maybe I'm a bad Joe fan for this for this being the case but I didn't get a lot of the comics as a kid. Uh I only I got once uh, comics in general were something I got on a rare occasion here and there. They weren't anything I was really big into until I became I got in my teens and then I was able to like ride a early well tweens too, like 12 13 years old i was riding my bike then to a comic shop and picking up stuff and then once i got a car oh my oh my god the door just blew open because i then i could like get so many comics and bring them all home um and i had a job that i could pay for them and everything else so i got heavy into comics in the early 90s so in the 80s when joe was starting for me there like i said there was just a few here and there for me how about for you? Was it was it right out the bat? Like as soon as you saw a GI Joe comic, you were right there. Like yes, give me issue one. I am gonna start reading this right away. I was into Sergeant Rock, GI Combat, um, the uh, Charlton Fighting Army comics. Oh yeah. And so when GI Joe came out and it was gonna be a military based comic at that time, that was. Right up my alley. Yeah, say no brainer for you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I picked up issue number one uh, at Target, and it wasn't in the comic um, rack. It was actually back with all the coloring books. Okay. Yeah. And that. Yeah. And I remember that pretty well. Yeah. Very nice. Now I'm going to ask you probably uh, the most difficult question that, of course, everybody would ever ask a Joe fan. Uh, when it comes to the comics, do you have a favorite issue and do you have a favorite cover? Because those can be very two very different things. I am really predisposed to issue number three. Okay. And number eight. Okay. So kind of a tie there. Okay. Very favorite nice. cover. Oh boy. There's so many good ones. <laughs> yeah, there's you know almost 300 covers. 
Right. You know, well, more than that, because of all the different... Let's limit it um, down to the classic Marvel run, because uh, to make it life maybe a little bit easier for you. <laughs> Probably not, but... Issue 5. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and uh, I assume that your your love for Joe just kept growing like you just kept getting more involved i assume you were a big fan of the of the cartoon from what what i have heard it never stopped it started <laughs> in 1982 and it never stopped literally yeah. never stopped nice nice and uh obviously with the comics we we had a little bit of a hiatus then devils do came around and they they did their stuff for a bit and then again a little bit of a hiatus and then idw got a hold of it and now we were now we're where we're at right now with uh, number 300 soon to come out. Obviously, that plays a big factor into uh, the IDW stuff plays a big factor into this volume three and everything else. Um, so when uh, how did you get involved with After Action? Like how, how did you, how did you get involved in this big whole thing? And what what would you say is your biggest role when you're in creating the books and everything else? Josh and I have worked uh, behind the scenes. Um, for different websites for quite some time. So it's not anything really new to me, sure. but Josh wanted me for the books and I said, sure. And what, uh, what's your, like, what's your specialty? I guess to go with a, a Joe, uh, file card type of thing. What's your specialty when it comes to the books? Like, I, I know you're very involved with a lot of elements of it, but is there a particular thing where it's just like, yeah, this is, this is my wheelhouse that I handle the most of when it comes to this, this book? I've been writing the summaries um, for several years. Okay. I, I don't know, Josh, how far back does that go? I think it's more like decades. <laughs> uh, definitely early 2000s or so in Devil's Do stuff. Okay. So. Yeah, and you had but, me uh, um, start with uh, actually part of the Marvel run, too. I've done quite a few yeah. of those. Yeah, the, cool. yeah, we had to, uh, I think, like in the early 2000s when we were doing Yojo, we had to. When I got a hold of the comic section, we had to update a lot of the stories because they were at that point, like, you know, maybe 10 years old or five, five to seven years old on Yo Joe. So we updated them. And so Skinny was helping me with that. And then, of course, it, it became once IDW started publishing, I handled the the IDW continuity, like the Hasbro crossover universe and all those ones. Yeah. And then. Skinny basically took Hama's run and did all those summaries since, you know, 2010, pretty much. Okay. So that was the natural way in which he fit in. So basically the way it's working is all those summaries that he's been doing, and he's still doing it because 300 is going to come out. He'll do that one. Right. right. I basically take his summary, edit it so that it fits in our little box in the book. Sure. And then he's going to help out with other things. He did actually for uh, volume two. Create an Arashikage family tree. Oh, that's um, awesome. That's going to be, it's, you know, it's all art. And yeah. I help with the first appearances section as well. Oh, yes. very cool. Yes. yes, that whole list on the first one. Yes, yes. Very cool. And then we, we, as he did, we have a first appearance list in, uh, for the Devil's Due also, but that's just the, that appears in the Devil's Due comics, not all. Sure. Um, and I don't, we're not really planning one for, or IDW, but maybe we have a small one because there's not a whole lot of new characters. Yeah, it's a uh, lot, lot more later on. It seems like they they've added a lot more in the more last like few yeah. years and everything. So, 
So, I, so that would I, be pretty easy to do. Yeah. There aren't that yeah. many. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll work that into volume three somewhere. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm all for but, that. But, but, but really, I mean, you know, I, I, I can't say hey, enough. Josh, how my awesome. fee just went up. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, I, I will send you an extra copy of number 300. How about that? <laughs> will it be the Nerf copy? Yes. It will oh, be. there you go. Yeah. The, the infamous yes. Nerf copy. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, yes. so, uh, so before we dive into volume three and get into the Nerf copy and all that fun stuff, uh, mm-hmm. volume two is, is done. Uh, you were showing me, uh, on camera, uh, the stacks of them that you have ready to start putting together and sending out and everything else. I, I want to just drive over and get mine now. Um, it'll be a long drive, but. <laughs> so the official status is, is that the books are actually going to arrive at my house in, in Moab, Utah on the 24th of yep. uh, this month. And the stacks of stuff that I was showing you were actually all the Kickstarter prints and the field manual and yeah. different things like that. We do have some of the volume two already, which we had at, at assembly required. Yeah. Um, and we've had the, we got a hundred of them airmailed to us, but the, you know, the majority come over on a boat. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm oh. familiar with that. Yeah. So assuming the, uh, the boat doesn't get sunk or something like that, <laughs> we should have them here or right around Thanksgiving time and then i'll be all prepared to start shipping them out of course i'll do the updates through the kickstarter for sure. everybody listening to that and um and uh so that uh, so volume two will then be for sale on our website also if you miss the kickstarter which the website is after action report.net so, which is, and there's only two items for sale, Volume One and Volume Two. So you only yeah. Have two. So if you missed out on any of them, they're they're there for you. Uh, I again, I I have often said this on past episodes. Whenever I have someone on here uh, talking about a Kickstarter and wanting to promote it and everything else, um, I don't have people on here that I am not supporting myself. So. It's a, it's always a project that I believe in and it's something I support. Obviously it's related to the show. So that helps. But, um, but like if, if volume one got to me and I was like, this isn't that good, I would have just been like, all right, I'm not really having them on again. <laughs> so, but it wasn't. It was, volume one was amazing and everything I've seen and heard for volume two, it's like, it's, it's just taking up a notch. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting that in my hands. And, and having volume three. Uh, so yeah, it's like I said, I very much, you know, the, my listeners know at this point that, that we talked about before the episode started, like I've been doing this for 13 years. I have never once supported something, promoted something that was just like someone asking me to do it. And I was like, sure, but I didn't really have my heart in it. My heart is in every single one of these where I have somebody on. So. Get volume one, get volume, uh, order volume two. It'll be out soon. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I love with the Kickstarter, you showed me the bookmark. Uh, that's going to be in every book that I'm reading because it just looks awesome. Um, <laughs> and it's metal. And it's metal. That So metal. I'm a sucker for a good bookmark. And the fact that it's like this metal bookmark that's going to just like last is just epic and the the etching on it like the 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 image on it and everything else just it takes me back to gi joe so 
Well, it's a, it, it, it basically, since this is a non-visual thing, I'll describe the bookmark. Yeah. Which is, again, this was the volume two final Kickstarter yeah. uh, stretch goal. Um, and so it, on the front, it has, you know, the famous grunt uh, uh, that's in the, up in the corner of all the comics. Yep. And it's, it's, you know, 40th anniversary. And then it has after action report. And on the back, it has a little description of what that happened with that logo and whether it was actually grunt or hawk. But it, it is grunt, but some people think it's hawk. And then you know, and it's a metal bookmark. And so it has staying power and you can ta- transfer it from book to book. But yeah. it's really well, it, you know, it, it turned out to be a little more difficult we, than we thought because, you know, the website says, oh, it's so easy. And then it's not. But <laughs> Roger and then uh, another guy, uh, uh, Brian Sauer, helped us out. And Brian Sauer is actually going to be helping us with volume three. Because um, Roger, as we said, has, uh, you know, has kind of had to step away a little bit due to his health issues. And Brian Sauer, who actually runs Assembly Required, is going to be helping out with the design. So. There's four people attached to volume three, but That's Roger awesome. did the uh, initial design for the bookmark. So it's real. the bookmark's really cool. Yeah, it is. And I will tell you, the the reason I'm very excited about the bookmark, uh, not only because it's metal and it looks awesome and everything else, but Grunt was my first Joe that I got as a kid. So that was Ooh. the first action figure I got of G.I. Joe as a kid. So Grunt has a special place in my heart because of that. So the fact of having him on this metal bookmark that will just stay with me the rest of my life is really cool. So, um, all right. So, uh, so volume two, uh, you're, you're getting them on the 24th. Uh, obviously you're going to ship them all out on the 25th. So, uh, we won't have to wait. (laughs) We won't have to wait long. (laughs) We have 260 backers. So I'll probably get it. Might take one or two days, but I, but I go, I'll be packaged. As soon as the books arrive, I just have to shove it in the package and everything. But, um, yeah. So the, our first volume, we had 168. So then we almost got an extra hundred. And yeah. So, uh, as of right now for volume three, we're, we're already over a hundred, um, yeah, your backers. Yeah, 142 so oh. far. So, and still 30 as of this recording. Now, this episode will come out a few days later, but as of this recording, you're at 142 backers. You have 34 days to go. When this comes out, it'll probably be about roughly about 30 days to go, 29 to 30 days to go. Um, you've already reached your goal, so congratulations on that. Um, no, exciting. Yeah, and uh, and surpassed it. You're right now at ten thousand three three forty two. Uh, plenty of room to to grow. Plenty of time for people to get in there. But again, like I have said so many times, when it comes to Kickstarters, back it early, back it right away. Um, be, for multiple reasons. One, yes, you guys have already reached your goal, so you don't have the stress of like having like, are we going to get there? Are we not going to get there? But the other reason why is because. And, and you may have experienced this with your other ones is like people mean to back it and then they forget about it. Um, right. Then they don't get the stretch. Right. Goals. And then they're reaching out going, Hey, can I still get in on this? Can I still do this? And all that type of stuff. So again, if you're listening to this episode and this is something of interest to you, I would tell you to pause the episode cause it'll still be there. We'll still, we'll wait for you. Um, and go back it right away. Um, because, if you don't, you're going to forget about it. Uh, you're going to, you know, you're going to go make dinner and then you're going to, uh, your kids, your kids going to want to play and then the dog needs to be taken out and then you go to bed and next morning you wake up and you completely forget that you meant to back that and then days go by and, and everything else. So back 
this Kickstarter right away. So, um, so now we can, so we might as well jump into volume three. So volume two was all devils do. And, and there was other stuff in there as well. I'm super excited for that. The, the cover looks amazing. Everything looks just incredible with it. I can't wait to see it. Um, but now we're on volume three. So volume three, uh, I know we talked about it briefly. Uh, and so people already heard this, but what is all included in volume three? So, uh, just to repeat the title, because you know you got to repeat these things. After Action Report, Volume Three, Larry Hama's IDW Real American Hero, 2010 to 2022. Um, that's the title, or uh, basically it's the continuity that he started with uh, issue number 155 and a half, and will conclude this month with number 300. Um, so all of that will be in the book. Um, it actually. Basically, as a, a number crunching thing, takes up 80 pages of the book, which is by far more than the Marvels and the and the Devils do, because we were able to put more in those in the volume one and volume two because they didn't take up so much. But that's due to the fact that there's so many covers. Yeah, I mean, an average of three uh, there's a minimum of three on almost every issue, and then as much as. Uh, I think the 27 is the, uh, I think 250 had 20 or no, maybe, maybe it's 23. I can't exactly remember the yeah. exact number, but it's two page spread. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, um, and that, co- and that, covers. and that covers all that you're, you're talking all covers. So like store exclusive ones. I know a few of them had like some yep. store exclusive, exclusive things and everything else. So you, you got them all into this. Yes. So every one of them, and then as we briefly talked about, there is now a number 300 that is coming with a Nerf gun that kind of threw off our schedule. I was originally hoping <laughs> to have the book done in spring, but then Hasbro goes and says, hey, we're going to put a comic in a Nerf gun and release it in August of 2023. So in order to have the correct cover in it, we have to wait yeah. till that Nerf gun arrives gun arrives in the mail which i did order five of them because you know <laughs> you know <laughs> i have to have that cover i understand my collection, and i gotta have it in the box you know and then it's gotta be in there so um yeah so basically with the with uh volume three it is uh all larry hammond there is one other series that we are going to include is tom scully's transformers gi joe that very jack kirby inspired series it was only 13 issues plus a a uh, uh, movie adaption. And the reason we're including that is because we have a, a three part series of the, uh, GI Joe transformers crossover history. Um, and I've written articles about that. So that's that we're, we're just including that one extra series. But of course we also have all of the trade paperbacks. So basically any trade paperback that IDW produced that has uh, a Joe comic in it from number one to number 300. Again, this is just the real American hero continuity. Right. Uh, not, not any of the other continuities that they created. Um, that might be a whole nother volume. People ask me about that and I'm like, well, maybe. <laughs> Infestation. Yes. So, so, so skinny, he's very up on those two. So he knows them pretty well. So maybe, maybe, maybe him and I will get together and make, make, uh, make those volumes. But that nice. might be like 2024 or something like that. <laughs> nice, nice. But um, yeah, so so I mean, it, you know, we, we are uh, having interviews with Hama, uh, Robert Atkins, uh, Brian Shear, uh, 
uh, Shan Gallant and uh, Nitro Diaz. So yeah. they all have, have artists. I mean, there, there's been. I am familiar with all those guys. They, yeah, those those are my so, those are my boys right there. So they they were the ones that were around when I started doing this podcast. So. <laughs> So we, we haven't we, we've kind of con- reached out to him, but we haven't done anything, and it's you know not official. So you know we'll see, but we got a few months to get all that. Um, but the big news is regarding the stretch goals. So yeah, should I go into that now? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Okay. So we contacted uh, Larry Hama, you know, m- many months ago. He did interviews for both Volume One and Volume Two. So he was very aware of us. He already has the volume one in hand. So we had contacted him and said, hey, we want you to do a cover for volume three. And he agreed. And just the other day, he released the cover on his on his web, on his Facebook page called as a WIP work in progress, which is actually our volume three cover. So since this is audio, I'm going to describe the cover. So imagine a, yeah. a huge and just and just to let and just let people know, uh, it will be on the Star Joe's website under this episode. But you can go look at that after Josh does an amazing job describing it for you. So this is the beauty of Larry Hammer, right? You ask him for a cover, and you don't. You say, "Hey, just do whatever you want," right? And this is what we got. So imagine a Huey from Vietnam coming in and. Or maybe it's taking off. I think it's actually taking off. Um, it's so, but it's above them. And on the left side is Lonzo Wilkinson, stalker. In the middle is classified snake eyes. And on the right is Storm Shadow, Tommy Arashikage. And they're all in their Vietnam era, you know, I guess uniforms. Uh, yeah. Firing guns, which can you ask for anything better on a cover of that? No. So, as of the as of this moment, it, it is going over to Steve Lealoa uh, to uh, uh, get inked, and then I, we're going to try to get Brian Shearer to color, color it, but that's not confirmed. But the cover is confirmed, so that's our first stretch goal. And then the second stretch goal, we're going to ask uh, uh, Shannon Gallant to do the back cover because you know we have we, each each volume we've had a back cover. Um, yeah, and this one is going to be with uh, Don Marino, Snake Eyes, and Throwdown, because he's the first person who drew her. And of course, throughout the uh, you know the IDW run, she's just a massive character, like has just blown up to be like oh yeah, as big as big a character in that era of comic uh, of the Geo Geo comics as any other character, pretty much. Um, yeah. So we're gonna put her on the back cover. Very cool. And then we're going to, uh, which is, this is what we've done for volume one and volume two is we're going to make eight, eight and a half, 11 by print, eight and a half by 11 prints of the, um, covers. So you get those as the stretch goals. So, uh, yeah. And then the, uh, final stretch goal is like, as I said, Brian Sauer of assembly required is, is helping us with the design of the book a lot. Like he's, he's kind of going to take over for Roger, Roger. Uh, help design the uh, initial setup and all the pages and stuff like that, but has stepped away. And so Brian is going to help out and he's going to create after action report cards in his nice. great, great style. If you've seen any of his, any of, of his uh, promo work that he did for assembly required, you know, it'll be awesome. And it's going to be all, all the different covers 
the, the six six different original covers that we had plus some other fun stuff. Um, so it'll be a card, awesome. it'll be a card set kind of thing, and that so basically Larry's stretch goal is fifteen thousand. Like I said, we're at ten thousand right now. The back cover will be sixteen thousand. The eight and a half by eleven prints of Hammers and then us S uh, Gallants are seventeen and eighteen thousand, and then the final one will be the twenty thousand um, for the card. And uh, the cards are being designed, um, but we have not revealed that yet. So very cool. That's our stretch goals, and it's the big reveal of the. I mean, it's it was super exciting when I saw it, and then you know uh, the Hamas Hamas cover. It's like you know, what can you ask? You, you ask for yeah. Hamas to give you something. He gives us gold. He's been giving us gold. Yeah. Too. <laughs> that that when I saw that image, I, and I, and I get it, it's just a it's just a sketch right now, and it's, it's got to be fine tuned and everything else. But I looked at that and I was like, I thought exactly what you just said, which is I was like, how can you possibly ask for a more perfect image for that cover? Like it's, it hits, it just screams GI Joe. Yeah. So and it wraps up three hundred issues. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh my God, that those three guys in Vietnam is the core beginning of everything, pretty much. Yeah. Now, if we can only get—I mean, it's sad because IDW won't have it anymore. But if we can only get them to finish the hardcover collected editions, <laughs> it's never going to happen. But I just—I—I I got I was with them all the way through. I think it was volume eight, yep. and then volume nine kept getting teased. And but uh, but I like what they did so far. So. Those will be in volume three. Just you know. Oh, very cool. Basically just one page because it's not very many. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they'll yeah. be in there. So, you know, they'll be on the checklist. You can check them off if you got them all. Very cool. I know for me, one of the things I'm going to rely on it for is I got to – I know I'm missing some. I got to check to see uh, which John Royal covers I'm missing. So uh, I am a big fan of his artwork, and I loved what he did for, for G.I. Joe. And, I like I said, I know that I've got – most of his covers, but I will definitely be using your book to find out, okay, which ones am I missing? Which ones do I need to still hunt down? Yeah, so uh, unfortunately, it'll probably be around this time next year when, when that starts to roll in hand. I mean, like like I said, we can't actually print the book. Sure. Send it to the printer until that Nerf gun cover arrives. Um, yep, you know, totally so, get that. But, uh, you, you know, it's one of those things when, when Hasbro announced that I was like, oh... <laughs> but you know it's who knows you know what's going to happen because this happened with uh with star wars number one from marvel you know what's going to happen is that? you're going to get the book out there and then two years from now they're going to hasbro's going to release another cover <laughs> for 300 <laughs> i know it'll be it'll i'm thinking it's a volume be like refer to volume right. three <laughs> right exactly <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because uh, for issue one of the new Marvel run of Star Wars, I hunted down and got every single cover that was out there, uh, or at least like I thought. Over, it's like a 50 or 60, isn't it? There was about 80 some covers, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I even got some of the French covers where they, like, collected Star Wars, Darth Vader number one, Princess Leia number one, all in one thing and they and those had their own cover to them um so i i got all those and uh i thought i had all of them i thought for i'm like okay i got all of them i'm good this is amazing like i even got the second third fourth fifth print ones that they did where it was just a different color 
And then all of a sudden I found out that, uh, what's his name, Christopher Tyler, uh, Tyler Christopher, or whatever the heck his name is. Uh, I apologize for screwing it up. But uh, he did a lot of the action figure covers, or he does a lot of the action figure covers. And he had one that was sold at C2E2 uh, that was the sketch version of the Luke Skywalker action mm-hmm. figure cover. And they only sold, I want to say, 250. It was a very limited run. <laughs> and you can only get it at C2E2. I looked up to see what it was going for. And I think nowadays you can't get it for under a thousand dollars. I'm like, well, I'm never going to get that one. <laughs> so <laughs> I just chalked it up that that one is not going to happen. Just print it um, out and put it in a sleeve in your box. Right. right. <laughs> or put it with, a, with another comic that's not even Star Wars comic. Just put, print the cover and then be like, yeah, I right, got it. Exactly. <laughs> just, I got it. I'm good. It's right here. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I hope that Hasbro does not do that to you, but like you said, you can always put it in a future volume if, if they do. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, so give us an idea of, uh, and I know you're in, in a lot of respects, you're still working on it and everything else. And we yeah, talked about, how, Hey, let's, let's add this in there and stuff like that. But give, uh, can you give us an idea of like some of the things that people can expect in this volume that maybe wasn't in past volumes or certain uh, special sections that you're planning on doing for this one? Uh, like what, what content can people expect in this? Um, so the big thing in, uh, you know, skinny, maybe you want to go a little more detail into the the summaries, but like, this is a much bigger deal than the other volumes where we actually have a summary for every issue. You want, you, you want to talk about maybe your process there or what you did for them and all? Um, for the original summaries? Yeah, for the original summaries, and then you know, because basically I'm editing them down, and then I'll you you know you get to edit them edit them again. <laughs> the summaries are basically a uh, walkthrough of the issue. Uh, it has, but it won't be in the book. But I mean, the summaries that I did before had all the Joes in the issue, all the Cobras in the issue, all the other characters in the issue, um, who wrote it, who drew it, uh, who inked it who colored it, the editor. So it was basically a comprehensive snapshot of what the issue was. Okay. And in the book, we're just going to encapsulate that down into a brief summary, basically a TV guide description of the issue. Okay. Now, I know when it comes to doing summaries on Joe comics, uh, sometimes there's been issues when you get into that type of detail. Um, where you're, you're trying to find out the colorists and things like that. Um, not so much maybe for the, the a Real American Hero run and things like that, but some of the more obscure uh, things like the, the action figure issues and things like that. Um, how tough is that sometimes to find out like who worked on something when the names aren't just right there on the inside cover? For the older issues, Josh, how did you go about that? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it's not on the inside cover, um, you're right, it's a difficult process. Yeah, I mean that that's a, the one benefit of IDW compared to say Marvel or or uh, Devils do is that they actually do have it on the inside cover so they usually have yeah. all of their covers even when they print do a second printing they put the second printing cover in there so that it you know it 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 adds in there. Um and usually there's at least one credit um uh sometimes they they just put the the uh com- the company 
you know, like of comic exposure, they did a whole bunch of them or mile high comics did a couple. Oh, I know actually they didn't do IDW run. Um, they did other ones. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's many companies, uh, out there that make these exclusive covers and they're usually in a run of about a thousand or 1500. Sometimes they're, they, they, you have to actually ask them or look on their website for the artists. Um, cause gotcha. They, they're not always on the end of the guard. So it definitely takes, you know, a lot of uh, verification. And uh, that's, you know, basically what, what, what we're doing. But luckily, you know, the, it's a little easier to do than for the Marvel stuff. Because the Marvel stuff, they, sure. nope, they never put a cover artist except for unless they signed it on the cover. So yeah. uh, over the decades, that research has been done. But I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, like, like, you know, like recently cover artists now, like, uh, uh, Jay Sullivan is, is, you know, like he's basically like, you know, his own promotion artist for his own covers. You know what I mean? So right, right, yeah. You know, and they, oh yeah, they get. I got, I got, I got my part of of his three hundred yeah. cover. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys did or not, but I got, I got one. So I didn't get the print, I, but was it, I was looking at that. I'm like, I don't have wall space for that, but like, it's pretty awesome that he that what what he did with the. Especially, I guess he's with the different characters. a world record holder now for amount of characters on a cover for the number three hundred. Yeah, I got uh, I got Lady J from the the three hundred cover, so because uh, he did his he did like an auction type thing right. where he where you could do that. Um, I I wanted to get Flint and Lady J because those are my two favorite Joes. Uh, somebody outdid me on Flint, but uh, I was able to get Lady J and very happy. Uh, I know he got some flack from people because they thought what he was doing, how he did it was unfair. I think he did an amazing job with what he had to work with. And I think he's an incredible artist anyways. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and just a good guy. I've had many chats with him through like Facebook messenger and stuff like that. And just a really nice guy. So, uh, but yeah, you're right. He's good. He's good at self promoting and everything else. And, so, um, you know, and that wasn't around back then. So I was going to say, that's what's cool about this day and age. You know, he's just a cover artist with fantastic covers, but like he hasn't really worked on the inside of the book. Right. You know what I mean? And yet he's still yeah. very well known. You know, kind of like Adam Riches is the same, same kind of way. Yeah. He's gotten a little yeah. bit of work here and there on the inside, but mostly he's just done covers for GI Joe yeah. and he's a big GI Joe fan too. So, you know, yeah. that's kind of uh, the, the beauty of our, uh, the comic book, age we're in now but yeah yeah, it's a- yeah so skinny i have a question for you since you did a lot of you did all those summaries and everything else and uh you you, you were saying like how you listed all the character appearances that were in the issue and everything else so what issue if you if you can think of it what issue did you was like the longest like had just the most characters that you had to list all of those characters out like what took up like the most ink, I guess, to, to, to list all, or virtual ink, I guess, to list all those characters. Recently, um, can't remember the exact number of the issue. Um, Snake Hunt. Okay. Uh, the idea was to get all the active Joes into that issue. And I actually yes. had to reach out to SL Gallant and Brian Shearer and a few others to uh, pick out exactly who. It was supposed Who was to be, in there? Um, Robert Atkins too. Robert Atkins yeah. had hot sauce in there. So, yes, he did. Yes, that was awesome. <laughs> he was on the bus. 
Yes. <laughs> I actually just texted with Robert, like, not uh, just not that long ago and everything. We were talking about some stuff, and I mentioned to him, I was like, yeah, I saw you got hot sauce in there. <laughs> he goes, yep, he's official now. <laughs> he also so. did the same thing for Xenia. He got her in there. Yes. And that, that made yes. her into the official continuity. Of- yep, yep. But, you know, taking her from Devil's Due and putting her in with the, you know, the yep. real American hero kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so. that's actually one of the things that uh, took me and Roger did. We really spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to define this continuity, because, you know, technically there's about three or four different continuities and, you know, there's branches and all this stuff. So that's why we added Larry's name, like Larry Hammond, sure. IDW, Real American Hero, because, you know, the other continuity the Hasbro one is called the IDW continuity. And, of course, Devil's Due right. is disavowed. You know what I mean? It's like, right. you know, how do right. you clarify this? And I bet you Roger and I spent about four days going back and forth trying to figure out the exact wording because it, it's important yeah. for comic people. You know what I mean? The oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like maybe the, the studio executives of movies and the general fan doesn't care. But if you're a comic fan, the continuity is the biggest thing ever. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, because it plays into like how you even read the issue because you know, then you have an idea of like, okay, where is this taking place? Because, uh, I, I know you guys kind of probably feel the same way. Like, I don't, I don't really care what type of G.I. Joe story I'm reading as long as it's a, a good one that I'm enjoying and stuff like that. So, whatever, you know, I can read the IDW continuity, I can read the Devil's Due continuity, I can read the Marvel continuity. But to your point, like, I want to know what continuity I'm reading when I pick up that issue or when I'm looking for something. Like, okay, where did this one take place? Because, yeah, this happened in this continuity, but it didn't happen in, in the a Real American Hero continuity and stuff like that. Like, you, it, like, to your point, that all that stuff does matter. Right. And then you get characters like Sean Collins, you know, who, who writes the letter to yeah. Snake Eyes at the end of number 155. And then in Devil's Due number one, he becomes Kamakura. And then in, you know, in... Uh, Larry creates him and takes that character and makes him throw down. You know what I mean? It's like, right, the, you, know, right. you, know, you get stuff like that, that like, you know, is awesome. You know, like, yeah. you know the, the demon granny, granny character and the pale pony character came out of his storm shadow series with devil's do. And yeah. then they became major characters in, you know, the, yeah. the IDW. Continuity. So like, yeah. you know, a lot of that kind of stuff is uh, part of it. Actually, you know what? I hadn't thought of this. Skinny, maybe we can work on this. Is a a a, a, a new a char- new characters for IDW like that? Maybe we can do that page like that or something. Um, so we'll, we'll put that on the on the maybe t- maybe to do list. Because uh, but basically to get back to the, the so right now I have finished uh, the um this is not edited from one fifty five to two forty nine. So those guide pages are all done. No, pretty much nothing else has really been done with the book, um, mostly because kind of too far in advance, and we've you know, just basically been working on all these other books. But um, sure. so, the, but I'd say about thirty-five percent of Volume Three is pretty solidly done, um, and then of course we have nice. fifty more issues to do, and then all the trade paperbacks, and then the articles, and then the interviews, and then we're done. Gotcha. <laughs> is there? And then that's it. Um, so when it comes to like the articles, that's one of the things I've enjoyed in in the first volume. I'm looking forward to checking out in the second volume and everything else. Um, were is there any articles in particular that you're going to be doing in this one that you'd like that you're that you'd like to talk about? You don't have to mention them all. I just 
curious if there's any particular one where you're like, I'm really excited that this is going to be in this volume. So uh, we we are doing an update for, you know, it's kind of out of context, but not 100% out of context. It's for the number 21 second printing. So in 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 2000, Roger and I put out to the pub, to the general world, hey, help us find this issue, right? See if we can solve this mystery of where is the G.I. Joe no, number 21 second printing. And mm-hmm. so we put a lot of that articles in volume one. But, of course, that was 2020, right? Yes. So that was 2022. And uh, to- Tommy Hazelton, who uh, used to be on the G.I. Joe Reloaded forms as uh, Snake Shadow. That, that's, so that's the, you know, re- G.I. Joe Reloaded was the website uh, in the early 2000s that's long gone. Run, used to be run by Phil Koss. So he was part of that. And then I, when him and I uh, lived in Austin at the same time, we spent a lot of time talking about G.I. Joe comics and all stuff. And he has really kind of become this, like, like I'm a number 21 second print expert. He's really started digging in, and this is all based off of since 2020, but, like, it was his first issue. So he's going to write an article with all this new updated information regarding that's cool uh that has come in and of course you know when, when you started when you start an investigation uh, like this and we put stuff in the book uh in volume one that actually has turned out to be you know a little bit incorrect or we were like we don't know sure. you know we're vague and now we have clarification and all stuff um so that's kind of the uh, that's going to be a, a cool article um and then like i said I've, i'm already writing a gi joe transformers crossover part three which will cover you know all the idw stuff and i'm going to try to put together a list of the idw hasbro continuity crossovers um that will just be in the book um you know kind of to honor that but um we're also doing a um a because in issue number 200 they did this really cool breakdown extra pages of how an issue is made so we're going to turn that into a two-page spread of Oh, very cool. Comics are made. Um, So, I mean, it's literally just kind of copying and pasting and letting Brian Sauer do his design work to make these uh, pages. Um, But, uh, you know, because it's really cool because it shows all the steps and it has how uh, uh, the the artist talked about exactly their process. Again, it's all printed in the book. So it's, you know, we're just reprinting it into after action. Um, So that that's that's it. But uh Ultimately, you know, unlike like volume two and volume one, where we're like, how do we have enough pages? This one might be the opposite. We're like, we don't, we're over full, <laughs> <laughs> just because there's so many damn covers. Um, yeah, acknowledge all the covers. Sure, no, totally get that. So, uh, what is what? What's next? What you know? Because last time I had you on, you're like, okay. We're going to be doing volume three, where we're going to do this. We're going to do volume four, where we're going to do this. And so I know you're always thinking ahead. So what what's next for people to kind of be ready for? Because they're they're going to back this one. I mean, and, the, and it's going to be made. I mean, we already know it's going to be made. Yeah. So so like so the, I'm sure your brain's already thinking about okay, what's the next thing we're right. doing? We have a uh, uh, the well we've talked about since volume one of doing international volumes, which is all the 
countries, so it, it, it'll be two volumes. It's probably going to be volumes four and five, or we might actually relabel them, call them one and two international. But like w- one volume will be all Europe, and then the other volume will be North, South America, and Asia. Um, and you know, keep getting. You know, that, that's very. It's a much, much, way more difficult book to do. Sure. It's not all there, and. You know, not everybody has all the information and all the covers and stuff, I guess. So I've had a, I've reached out to a, a fair amount of um, international collectors and be like, hey, man, give me your scans. And, you know, can you translate this and translate that and stuff like that? So I, yeah. I, I, I've i been able to pull together a pretty good group like that. So probably sometime next year, we'll get to work on those again. That, you know, you know that's like a whole nother beast. But the most immediate thing is the other one, and we did this announcement um, uh, just as we were starting the Kickstarter. It's called Com- uh, After Action Report Command Files, a G.I. Joe mm-hmm. character guidebook. So this one is written by Greg Augustin, and I'm helping him. Um, he, he basically, as a artist, just on his own created all the files based off the G.I. Joe file cards and then all the other uh other areas that the characters appear, cartoons, movies, comics. So he's created files for that. So we're going to do a character guidebook, which is basically with all these books that have been written by, by Dan Kay and Jam, James Cavanaugh and Carson, nobody's done a character guidebook. Uh, there's yeah, well, there was done. There was one done. It was years ago. It's long out of print. I mentioned it recently in an episode that we did, but it was uh, by Pablo Hidalgo. Right. It was Joe versus Cobra, the essential guide. And it's a character guidebook. Uh, I love it. But it is. I think it came out in 2012. It's been long out of print. Yeah. Um, when you when you uh, and we'll pull the curtains back a little bit. Uh, you did let me know that you were doing that, which is why I was, yeah. why I asked you about it. But, uh, <laughs> but when you showed me and told me what you're looking to do, I was like, oh, that's going to be like 10 times better than, than even what I have. So I am, I love characters because I'm a story person and, and obviously you guys doing comics, you're story people too. So to the, you know, and obviously I love the file cards because that, that was story about those characters as well. Um, so yeah, you guys, when you told me you were doing that, I was like, okay, that, can we do that as the next Kickstarter? Can we, can we, can we, can we? <laughs> now, that will be sometime in probably late January. We'll do the Kickstarter yeah. for that one. And again, I mean, it's an after action report book, but it's a completely different style. I mean, you know, and it's, yeah. a, it's not, I mean, it is comic related because it's characters and much of the story of the characters comes from the comics, but it's a, you know, it's part of our series, but it's not the comic series kind of thing. Um, yeah. Well, I will definitely have you on again for that if you guys want to come on. And, and that's another thing I wanted to mention. I know I mentioned it earlier, but uh, when I was saying, like, I only have people on here that I, I support what they're doing and I and I back it and everything else. Um, Josh did not ask me to come back on the episode. I asked him if he'd want to come back. <laughs> and I was like, yes, was- please. <laughs> so so this was me one of the few times i've reached out to somebody and said yeah i want to have you guys back on again uh because i really like what you're doing so so yeah when we do when you when you launch that one we will we'll have to have you on again because i i as much as i am pumped about these after action reports that you're doing i uh with the, the comic issues and everything else i am I was beyond stoked when you told me you were doing the, the character guide because I was like, "Oh my god, I yes, please, yes." So uh, I mean, it's very much 
was needed. And, you know, I, I don't know how many people know the name Pablo Hidalgo, but he wrote that G.I. Joe book, right? And then he wrote mm-hmm. the Star Wars book, and now he's part of the yep. Star Wars story group. Like, that's his yep. day job is to manage the stories of Star Wars, so, like, Andor <laughs> and all this stuff. So yeah. he wrote a Joe book, and then he got hired by Lucasfilm to be in charge of all of it. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a pretty good pedigree so maybe so you never know you never know where this is going to take you right (laughs) greg will get this this character guidebook done and then we'll we'll be in charge of star wars (laughs) and bring and you gotta bring skinny along with you you need him too so exactly Um. he's big star wars (laughs) and i'll I'll just bring everybody around i'll you know by i think by the time i'm done with done with these books in maybe about four or five years, if there's anything left to do, I'll probably work with like maybe five, six, seven different authors. Cause I certainly cannot yeah. do them alone. Like I'm good yeah, with yeah. the management and the logistics and the cutting and pasting. But when it comes to designing and stuff like that, like that's not me. That's why I got, Hey, for, Hey, for my, for my comic, my wife's a graphic designer, which is, I couldn't, I've told her many times. I'm like, she was the inspiration for the character. So I definitely couldn't have done the story without her. But I literally could not have done the comic without her because she did all the graphic design work <laughs> for it. Yeah. So I know exactly what you mean. It's like you have your specialty. You have the thing that you're good at. You you have to have uh, the support around you to kind of fill in the, the other areas. So Yeah, because uh, yeah. like we were uh, skinny and then Greg Augustine and three and me were at the assembly required table. And I was joking. I was like, I was like, man, I was like. I was like, we're going to have a whole bunch of authors for this book. You know, because then Brian Sauer would walk by every once in a while and say hi and be like, oh, all the authors are here. And so, you know, and, and yeah. that, the, 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 the way I look at it is, is that like, like I'll drive the ship and everybody else can design the ship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that works. You know, so. Um, so, yes, I mean, you're you're going you guys are going like full on with GI Joe. So you're not, it's not just these volumes. You have other, other things coming up, yep. uh, in the pipeline. And I could not be more excited for you. So, um, man, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Anything else that they should know about volume three, about any volume, about volume two, volume one, volume, whatever you have going on <laughs> going I mean, in the future. The, uh, we talked about it pretty thoroughly, but just remember the website after action Uh, and then of course the Kickstarter runs until December 15th. That's the volume three Kickstarter. And then look for the character guide Kickstarter in January or maybe February, awesome. somewhere in there, probably late. Yeah. January. And, and I will put the uh, the link to the the website uh, in the show notes. So if you go to starjoes.com, uh, where you find the podcast, uh, go to this episode. It'll not only will you be able to see the sketch of Larry that Larry Hama did, but you will also be able to uh, go check out the website and get volumes one and two if you didn't already. So, um, so yeah, like, and the the cool thing too with with your volumes that you that you guys do is you can pick and choose which era you want to collect. Like we talked about how there's all these different eras, there's different continuities and everything else. Like if you're someone that's just the Marvel guy and you're like, I don't, you know, not, not to be mean, but I, I'm going to be mean because I have friends that are like this. And it's like, if you're the crotchety old guy who's just like, there's no GI Joe except the Marvel era GI Joe. Well, then there's a volume there for you. If you're someone that's just like, 
I liked that, and I like the Devil's Due continuity, but I don't like IDW. Well, then there's two volumes for you there. You got volume one and volume two. Right. If you're someone like me who just loves everything G.I. Joe, and you're like, I need all the volumes you could possibly get, well, <laughs> then you can get volume one, volume two, and then you could back this Kickstarter into get volume three. Yep. So, yeah. So yeah, you can you can pick and choose what which volume you want. If you don't want all of them, there's there's a volume for you. It is a ton of fun to do. I gotta say, I really love making them and being a part of making them. And you know, because you know, I, I've often joked with my GI Joe toy collecting friends that GI Joe is a comic book first. And they're like, no, right. no, no. And I'm like, I always lose the battle because Hasbro started G.I. Joe in 1964 as a toy. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, lose that the I, try, I try. But the Hamaverse, exactly. which is the one, you know, I, I have nothing against the 12-inch line. That's that's great and all. But that's that's not my G.I. Joe. That's not the G.I. Joe I grew up with. That's not the, that's not the G.I. Joe that majority of the public knows either. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so in the Hamaverse of Joe, the comics came first, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Good. I got, I got a convert. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to me, it's all about the comics. I'm, I'm all about the story. So I, you know, I often have said like the reason I collect action figures is because they represent the, st- uh, characters of stories that I enjoyed. Yeah. I don't collect action figures cause it's like, Ooh, I'm not into like some people are, and that's totally fine. Like I'm not into the all like, Ooh, it's got 15 points of articulation. That's amazing. Like that's, you know, that's what I want for my action figures. For me, I want a really cool sculpt that can sit on a shelf and represent like, and when I look at it, I go, Oh my God, I remember that story involving that character. That's what it means to me. So the comics are extremely important to me. So I get it. Me too. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, Well, one last time. Uh, tell them where they can find the Kickstarter uh, and uh, remind them of the, of those uh, stretch goals again and where they can find the previous volumes. So uh, the Kickstarter, just when you search after Action Report uh, Kickstarter, all three of ours come up and you just pick volume three or when you search in Kickstarter kick, uh, for do after Action Report, the uh, current one that's active will show up. Very simple. There's no competitors, so it's not like a, a weird weird name. It's just us. Um, yeah. Afteractionreport.net is the website to buy volume one and volume two now. Um, and uh, basically, the stretch goals are the Larry Hama sketch. Uh, you'll be able to get an eight by eight and a half by eleven print um, if when we reach those goals, and we will. So that'll be a really nice thing to have on top of the book because it will be the cover of the book, but then you'll get the separate print and then you get the print of the, of, of the back cover too, which will be its own, own original art. Um, and again, the, the Kickstarter ends on December 15th. And I also wanted to, to uh, say that I, I will be in Southern California in Temecula at the Joe, uh, SoCal Joe show on December 11th, um, with the books. Um, it's a small show, but it's a big Joe, Joe, Joe fan show for the Southern California guys. So I'll be there for that and have the books for sale. And then it ends on the 15th. Awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah. That, that, I think that eight and a half 11 by print of, of his, uh, Vietnam cover will be highly wanted. Oh yeah. I mean, if there's a reason to back the book 
it would be the cover alone. <laughs> be a reason to pack the book. So. <laughs> I hope they get, um, do it just for that, and then they'll be like, "This book's awesome. I'm gonna get the other ones." <laughs> exactly, exactly. I and I've told people, and I've I've actually had friends that reached out to me after we did uh, the one for uh, volume two. Uh, they were like, they told me they're like, "All right, Ryan, you convinced me into into uh, into getting it and everything else," and they got volume one. They got their hands on volume one, and I had uh, those same people reach out to me like, okay, yeah, this is really cool. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, why, w- yeah, why would you, I'm like, why would you think that I, it wouldn't be support, why do you think I would be supporting something that wasn't cool? Like, I'm constantly getting people addicted to amazing comics. I'm constantly getting them addicted yeah. to various shows and things like that. I'm like, I would not, like, if I just like something, it's just, I like it, you know? And if someone says like, Oh, how was it? I'll be like, Oh, it was good. You know, I don't get all like gushing about it and everything else. But when I love something, when it's like, this is feeds into my passion and it's done well, like that's the stuff where I go to people like, no, you need to check this out. This is one of those things. This is one of those things where you, if you're into the comics and you're a comic collector, you're a Joe comic fan, you need these books. You really do. Uh, cause there's so much amazing content in it. You just, uh, it, it, and it brings like this wave of nostalgia for you, like stories that you read and everything else. So, so yeah, please back this, support it. It's going to be made. That's another thing to just to reiterate is they've already, re- you guys have already reached your goal. Yes. So this book is going to be made six days. I know th- we made it. In yeah. Six days. Nice. So, like, I know that there's people out there that, that don't want to back a Kickstarter because they're not sure if it's going to happen. They don't know if it's going to reach its goal. They don't want to get their hopes up. You don't have to worry about any of that with this one. I also know that there's people that are like, well, I've been burned on Kickstarters before, and it was never made. So these guys have a track record. They've already produced one. It's out in people's hands. They've produced a second one. It's coming into people's hands. I physically have seen the volumes <laughs> this evening to know that they have the stuff. So you're, it's not like this isn't going to get made. So um, so if you're someone that usually waits to see if a Kickstarter reaches its goal, you have no excuse anymore. If, you're, if you've are if been someone that like, yeah, I don't know if I'll actually get the item, I guarantee you're going to get the item. There's You literally have no excuse to not back this Kickstarter if you're a Joe fan. So I appreciate that. The- did I sell it enough? Best, cheer- <laughs> Best cheerleading I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it, it comes from the heart. It really does. Um, and anyone that's listened to the show for any amount of time knows that. So I, I know I can speak for myself and Roger and Skinny and uh, uh, and Brian Sauer, who obviously runs the convention, that we all love G.I. Joe very deeply and have been there since his very beginning and when we were 10 years old, basically, or a little, maybe yeah. younger. And, you know, it's been a part of our lives for now 40 years, 40 years. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. The day I was it's thinking nuts. about that, I'm like, man, I was like, I don't know anything other than G.I. Joe. Uh, well, I, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, Josh, you're old. Because start <laughs> well, you're the same age, but like, yes. But we also, all of us know Star Wars, too. You know, it's only a couple yeah. of years before that. So we really know. Yeah these two franchises that are like our lives, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe the millennials and uh, the baby boomers all had something else in their lives, but this is what we got. 
I, I tell people, so like, uh, one of the things that my wife and I like to do every year is at work, they have what's called the giving tree, which, which they put little ornaments up and you can, and you, you go there and you select, it's like toys for kids. So they'll be like, this is for Ethan. He's six years old and he really likes action figures or whatever, you know? Um, I, we always make sure we, we get some off of there and then we, uh, you know, donate them and everything else. Uh, they go to these kids. And I know the first few years we did the podcast, we collected for Toys for Tots and stuff like that. And I was telling someone one day, I said, the, and I've said this many times since then, the whole reason that I love doing that type of stuff, and, and I love giving to various charities and everything else, but when it, when a charity puts a toy in someone's hands, uh, in a kid's hands, the, the, that's a special thing for me because to what you're just talking about, like when it, whether it's a comic or it's a toy or something like that, there's amazing charities out there that, that make, uh, that help you survive. You know, they, they provide food, they provide clothing, they provide shelter. Those are all very important charities and they're amazing. But the one that puts a toy or a comic or something like that in a kid's hands is the charity that makes life worth living. <laughs> yeah. And, and because I have so many, and you guys do too, I have so many incredible memories of GI Joe and star Wars and he man and, uh, and all these, these properties that I grew up with. I have fond memories because I grew up with these things in my hand. I grew up with, you know, reading the stories and playing with the toys and everything else. The, the whole reason I'm doing this podcast is because of, yeah. because of that of that nostalgia. The whole reason you guys are doing the volumes is, these volumes is because of that that it meant something. So I love those types of charities that like hey let's get get something that makes life worth living into a kid's hands so that when they grow up and they're in their 30s or 40s or 50s they're they look back and go man I remember having that toy or I remember reading that story so makes all the difference in the world. So, so you guys are doing the Lord's work is what I'm saying. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if our book is getting it in the hands of kids, but it's certainly adult kids. Yes. Adult kids. Oh yeah. That's another thing I often tell people. I'm like, I am, I am an adult when I need to be and I'm eight years old all the rest of the time. So, um, I, I have a phrase I've been using for generation X now that we're all in our, you know, 40s and 50s, is that all we really want to do in our life is go play Pac-Man on a beach. It's yeah. it's a metaphor, but, like, give us some entertainment in a cool place. You know what I mean? We don't need to the world or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, no. all that stuff, just give us some entertainment, you know? We're cool. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I see the memes all the time where they show, like, the boomers are yelling at the millennials and, and Generation X is right there in the middle going, yeah, whatever, just can I... Can I go do something fun now? <laughs> so, it's why we survived COVID with no problem. You know, right? Like, honestly, Roger contacted me right in the middle of the shutdown of this, and so this is what we ended up doing for COVID. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I got so much so much comic reading done during COVID. Yeah. Like, shut down because I was like, I was like, I feel like I've been training for this my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. 
and and skinny he i know he does a lot of art, uh, artwork on his own and everything like that and he, he started just producing a whole bunch but he what 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 is your facebook page gi joe expressives is that what it is not anymore <laughs> <laughs> that one's down but my youtube page is barking fridge ah, right. and okay. i actually did um redrew issue 34 added voices and music to it so there's a live version of issue 34 on my youtube page oh that is awesome i'm gonna be checking that out as soon as we're uh as soon as this up since we're done recording (laughs) definitely gonna check that out that's awesome um so you you love you love drawing obviously i've i've been drawing since i was a kid and everything else is there, uh, when it comes to Joe, is there a favorite Joe that you like to draw the most? Mainly I do coloring. Um, I okay. actually took all the, well, not all of them, but they took a lot of the pages from the coloring books, mm-hmm. ran them through the scanner, and re-inked them and recolored them. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. Uh, favorite character? You see, I'm avoiding the subject. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> The favorite stuff is always the hardest, I know. You can nail but. it down to a few. Basically, Tripwire, Blowtorch, and Zorana. All good. All excellent. Not that there's a bad choice, but all good choices. So, um, All right, guys. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, so, again, go back this. Uh, the link will be in the description of the episode. So if you don't have it handy, uh, just go to starjoes.com, and you'll find it there. Uh, there'll be the link for the Kickstarter and the link for the, uh, afteractionreport.net. Um, and, uh, yeah, please, please back and support this. Let's reach those stretch goals. Cause I, I want all that stuff and <laughs> um, as does everybody else. So, um, and the book is worth it. Uh, just to be very sincere, I know it was all cheerleader before, but like su- sincerely, like the book is absolutely worth it. So, um, but with that, uh, we'll go ahead and close the episode. Uh, you can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, uh, you can send it there and we will, uh, answer them on the air. As I mentioned last episode, unfortunately I let the voicemail, uh, phone number, uh, go dormant and I couldn't get it back. So I'm working on getting a new voicemail and phone number. Uh, I should have that hopefully for the next episode where you guys can call and leave voicemails. Um, and yeah, it's going to be an exciting year for Star Joe's. Uh, have a lot of things planned, uh, coming up. So stay tuned for all of that. Uh, obviously we'll, we're going to, I'm going to plan on having the guys back to talk about the, the next Kickstarter. Once that launches, uh, in January, uh, we will, we'll arrange something to get together again and talk about that one. And, uh, with that, I'll go ahead and close the episode by saying the force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone.